Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome back to The Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY. 91.3 FM WBNY is Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. I am your host, Evan Pasquale, and we got... Um, we had a really awesome guest in on the show, and um, if you don't, if you didn't see it um, later today, I'll post this on um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, the the whole Katie Villarini interview, along with um, entire hour one of um, of this. Just the, the, that was just like that was like so much fun. I ne- I like yeah. normally like you want to keep interviews serious, but th- this was a lot of fun. And and now we have um, we got uh, Double D back in the studio. Dan, yeah, Dan how are we doing yeah. today? I, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I had class. Dan. Just got here. <laughs> dirty Dan. <laughs> I'm Dirty Dan. Uh, uh, there, there's a lot of things. Oh I know. Goodness. I mean, I I had a two pages of notes from. The beginning of last week, Monday, after the show, to today, and there's still more. <laughs> yeah, can we just jump right into NFL free agency? Because the NFL uh, this is just is, exploding this is right very now. Crazy. Let's, Let's start with one real quick that just was signed that I was a big advocate for. Christian Kirk, uh, four years, yeah. $84 million, uh, $21 million per year averagely. What kind of contract is that? Like, I'm going to sit here and you know be honest with you all. I wanted Christian Kirk as much right. as the next guy. Mm-hmm. I was pushing the Christian Kirk narrative for him to come to Buffalo mm-hmm. on Instagram, Twitter, Wait a minute, Snapchat, everything. Christian Kirk. He, he's making $3 million more than Diggs, which I is wanted outrageous. Christian Kirk. I, There's I, an I, Adam I Schefter him. tweet that got deleted for some reason, and it's like an $84 million deal. I don't know. I mean, unless if he... Uh, oh, unless it's like $64 million. Unless it was a... It was no, a he, he reposted. Yeah, it's, it's $84 million. Yeah, it's 84. Um, and again, Christian Kirk is a phenomenal player. I don't think anyone's denying that. He's... You know, he is one of the up-and-coming slot receivers in this game. And he's very fast. He's but very quick. $84 million for four years for a guy who has never posted 1,000 yards in his career? We're talking Jacksonville, though. Jacksonville but again, but, but again like, you've got to We're, we're also talking about uh, a young rookie. Well, he's not a rookie quarterback, but we're talking Second about a young year. quarterback. This is where I, 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 I see it as a smart move by the Jaguars because they want to get him. He, he's, I, I think 84 million is a little bit too much. Oh yeah. He's getting hot. He's getting paid higher right now than Devonte Adams yearly. He's getting paid higher than Mike Williams yearly. He's getting paid higher than what Amari Cooper was making yearly last year. He's getting paid high, higher yearly than Keenan Allen right now. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but with all the receiver market going on right now, this might make, Christian Kirk, the second or third highest paid wide receiver yearly in the NFL. I mean, behind DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That's uh before all these other receivers get their money. Yeah. Uh, this I would mean, make like I mean, come on. This, this, this is, is literally like, re- this is resetting the receiver market. Right. Because now yeah. because now Stefan Diggs, a guy who oh was projected God. to get twenty two million on a restructured contract, is gonna be like do you see what Christian Kirk got down there? I'm only making one million more than Christian Kirk. Like, don't get me wrong. Christian Kirk is a dog. He's a straight, you know, he's a good receiver. Like, 
compared to Stephon Diggs. He's not good enough for $84 million. But then, again, you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you have to overpay for people that even want to play for your team. So I can understand it in that regard, but just looking at a talent perspective, yeah, that's Christian Kirk is, should not be in the same ballpark as the top-paid receivers in the NFL. But like I said, you're Jacksonville. You're a poverty franchise. You have to overpay for top-tier talent to to uh, come in. And plus, you know, a, lo- a lot of the themes with these teams, I mean, you look at the, like the Chargers by going out and trading for Khalil Mack, like now is the time to be aggressive in free agency, acquiring talent while your quarterback is still on his rookie scale contract. But yeah, that contract, that's a, they had to overpay a little bit for that one. Uh, they, a little bit. It was uh, okay, a, a massive lot of overpay. A lot of it. He was projected 11 or 12 million. He got 10 more million than he should have gotten. Good for him, man. Dude. Whoever his agent is, give him a pay raise. Dude, his his agent, <laughs> Kirk Cousins' agent, um, Ryan Tannehill's agent, etc. Like, you know, Kenny Galladay's agent, like whoever. Like all these guys' agents, like, give him the MVP, man. Like these guys are like generational. <laughs> like they're giving them generational wealth. I I I'm definitely I'm happy that they decided to not eighty four million is way, way too much, in my opinion. And at least for the Bills blood. Um, I I think that I'd honestly would rather go for a either try and get Jarvis Landry or I would say get someone in the first round. But also defensive tackle has been something that has been really interesting. And I think that they could probably get a solid wide receiver for in day two in the second round. I think that I think you can so we're talking about you know we don't know if Harrison Phillips is going to resign. I'd assume he probably is because I think that he loves Buffalo and I don't I think he I don't know if he'll find anything better on the open market. Um and also we we also have to deal with what we're going to do with Star Latulale if he's going to be back or not or if the they're going to this is going to be a post what June 1st cut. That there would be yeah. that would save him a lot of money post June first, and then you also had to deal with um, they're gonna release Vernon Butler, I think, right? Um, oh and, yeah. Well, he's a free agent. Yeah, well, they're not walk. they're not gonna re-sign him, no. but I I think that defensive tackle has become in the past like maybe even twenty four hours they've been talking about defensive tackle without Harrison Phillips having been re-signed. I feel like he's gonna try and test the market. And who knows what's going to happen, really? I I think they're gonna, the Bills are going to do what they did with Levi Wallace last year. Is that they're going to let him test? They're going to let him see what he gets. You know, they're going to stay involved. Um, they're and then once they get to like the end or they're close to the decision, Phillips will probably ask, "Hey, do you want to like match the offer?" And I'll give you a chance because I like Buffalo. You know, this Buffalo is a great community. Um, but if they don't think he's worth it, they're just going to let him go. I mean, if you look at Jordan Phillips, who's now with the Arizona Cardinals, he got a three-year deal, $3 million, $10 million a year. No way that the Bills were going to pay that. No way. And I, I think they can find a suitable replacement even – in the draft, or they can trade for like a Fletcher Cox. I mean, that it's that gonna take a lot to trade for Fletcher Cox. Yeah, though. it's gonna take a lot. You're looking at maybe More a first round pick. You're looking at a you might you might have to send a first round pick because of the dead cap that Philly's gonna take on when getting rid of Fletcher Cox. You're taking on forty million dollars in dead cap. 
Um, you're gonna have to give up and, at least a second round pick, and they're gonna. First. And I think they're gonna trade him, and I think the Bills should be the number one target for him. They're in the running. I did also hear that the Bills are also the, um, along with Kansas City, are in um, are the top two for Jarvis Landry, and I think mm. that if you're Jarvis Landry. I think that he would be better off going to Buffalo because there's just there's only one foot there's only one ball you can throw around in in Kansas City and you're gonna have to be now backseat to Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, maybe Byron Pringle and all these Josh Gordon. (laughs) No, not Josh Gordon. Um but but you're gonna be playing backseat to these really in, incredible, transcendent, maybe all all pro wide re, wide receiver tight ends. I, mean, I think they only got like two. The, the well, Chiefs need to get a guy like Landry. Um, they don't have the positional value at the slot when Tyree Kill is not available in there. They like outside of Hill and Kelsey. Hardman makes a play once in a while. Pringle yeah. makes a play once in a while. Mm-hmm. They need a guy they they can rely on consistently because once in a while. Teams will take out Kelsey and Hill, right. both at a time. Is it rare that it happens? Yes. Like, I mean, you know, you're not going to take both out consistently. That's where they need that third guy to step up. In today's NFL, you can't roll out on the NFL football field with just two good pass catchers or two elite pass catchers. You need, like, three or four guys that you can confidently put out on the football field and just, you know, be comfortable dominating with. I And, and I think that if... Landry comes to Buffalo. Will he become the number two option? I don't think he will. No, I think he'd be number three he slot would, guy. He would be the three. number three slot guy. He would, and then, and then that basically kind of just puts a nail in the coffin about the Cole Beasley situation. They're not. They're not. I don't know if they're. I don't know if it would save cap if they cut him now or if they wait till June first to cut him. I will say another person that I was really shocked about was they when they decided to keep. Um, or like restructure Matt Hawk. I was yeah. I was honestly surprised by that. I mean, I think what what I've been hearing is they might even just bring keep him up till training camp and maybe I wouldn't say draft a punter, but like um, have have someone come in as competition for him. A, ro- a lot of reasons why he's on the team is because of his holding skills and how. You know, Corey Bajorquez, yeah, he was a great punter, and he could, you know, have rockets of punts, but when it came to holding, he was he was not the greatest at it. I remember in the, like, one, in the Jet game, the first game, a lot of people were kind of getting on Tyler Bass, like, why did we get rid of, why did we get rid of Stephen Hauschka for Tyler Bass? Well, the laces were, I don't, I don't know what the correct term is, but he kicked the laces, which, you know, sent the ball somewhere else which obviously they didn't go through the uprights but i i think that i think that that's the reason why they're keeping him but i wouldn't be surprised if we see competition at punter i know that sounds really weird but i would not be surprised if we see competition at punter for um you know the for this season maybe even if maybe he does get cut i don't know hold on can we uh while we're before we uh venture off too far from talking about wide receivers. I know there's the Landry to the Bills rumor, but I'll tell you the guy that I would like to see the Bills sign, kind of like how Evan was advocating for Christian Kirk. I'd like to see him take a swing on uh, DJ Chark. 
But I don't think that's going to happen now because Jacksonville just flubbed up the whole wide receiver market. But I would yeah. love to see a guy like Chark. He's he's 25 years old. He's six four. He runs like a four three. I don't think he'd. I don't know if he'd really be able to play the slot, which is kind of no. like what we need. He's so not a big slot. Yeah, right maybe side. you could experiment with Stefan Diggs in the slot a little no. more, or Gabriel Davis. But I would love if we could swing DJ Chark. That would be yeah, sick. But no. I don't think that's going to happen because no. Jacksonville thinks a lot. He's going to make a lot of money elsewhere. Yeah, with DJ Chark, I just don't think he's a player that like fits this offense. Like, if we didn't have Gabe Davis, he'd be a player you can take a swing at and try out. But like, you don't want to move Stefan Diggs into the slot permanently. Uh, that would just be a waste of his talents. I would, I would say, because you have you have an elite wide receiver outside. Why would you move him inside? Um, I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, but I think you know before. And plus, he's coming off a significant lower body injury. What a fractured ankle. So maybe the price point might be a little yeah, lower. I mean, I mean, if you can get him for like. I don't know, two or three years, $24 million. I don't think it's the worst thing to take a swing at him as your receiver three, um, not in the slot, or your receiver four, technically. Mm. Um, but you guys just want to just ramble through free agency oh, yeah. as oh, a whole, and then we can finish off talking about the offensive line situation okay. with the Bills free agents. Yeah, yeah. we can just Okay, um, I mean, we'll go back even just a couple days ago. Amari Cooper to Dallas. Uh, to Cleveland, Mark uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Cleveland. Sorry, from he, Dallas. He yeah, left I Dallas. like it. I like that for Cleveland. I mean, what did they give up? Like a fifth and a sixth fifth and for a, a guy. I thought he really got. They traded. I thought he six, got caught. I no, thought, they were going no. to unless they could facilitate a trade, which right. is what they ended up doing. I like it for Cleveland. Um, I mean, there's still you know some questions as to whether Baker Mayfield is the guy. I mean, you can. Get, I still think he's living in the shadow of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. But uh, you give him a guy that's a bona fide number one wide receiver. Receiver. Omari Cooper is still one of the best route runners in the NFL. So you give him that guy and presume he'll stay healthy next season. Obviously, this season he had kind of the messed up shoulder. So now that he's had some continuity with the coaching staff for once in his career, because this is a guy that's had multiple different head coaches, OCs. So now that he's got, you know, Stefanski once again and a true number one wide receiver, I think this is really a prove it year for Mayfield to see, you know, what he's really all about if he's the guy. And, you know, what better guy to get him than Amari Cooper, who, like I said, is a true number one. I mean, the the thing is, is then are you saying OBJ is not a true number one because he had OBJ for two years and did absolutely nothing with him? I I think it was I think I think Odell Beckham was too big of a like I I just felt like he was too sort of how should I put this he was like too big of a egotistical like, e- yeah thank you he had too big of an ego for Cleveland I mean I'm not trying to side with uh, Baker Mayfield on this because I'm not. But I think that if someone to say, well, you know, if he's getting a true number one and someone says, well, I guess Odell Beckham wasn't a true number one. Well, I also don't think that I think that he force fed and he's also not really in the best system. And um, well, at least Odell Beckham was not in the best system. It's like it was like with Stefan Diggs. It really that's what it felt like. He was in he was in. I, I wouldn't say he had a bad quarterback, but he was just in a system that didn't fit didn't him. him. And when he went to a system that worked, i.e. with Stephon Diggs, the Buffalo Bills, and with uh, Odell Beckham, the L.A. Rams, you know, Diggs had the receiving title last year. And then this year they had the, um, uh, what's it called, uh, they he, he you know and then he won the Super Bowl. Uh, Beckham did. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, he didn't help. I mean, he wasn't. He got injured, but he got a touchdown. Anyway. Oh, he was a huge yards. help. He got a touchdown, he and it was also low scoring game. Remember too. I remember, and also if he didn't get hurt, I would I would argue that he probably should have been MVP rather yeah. than Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. Um, Mitch Morse is addressing the media for on the Bills. Um, well, yeah, we can get to that when he's done. In the well, let's keep this rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's keep going through free yeah. agency. Let's, let's sorry, keep this, like, quick discussion. Zach Ertz three year contract. About ten million per season, about thirty million total. Yeah, I mean he's still one of the better tight ends in the league. So, and yeah. if you, Khalil. I mean, why would you trade for him and then just let him walk in the offseason? I like it. So they kind of um, had to. I like a nice safety blanket for Kyler Murray. You can't go wrong there. I, I I like it. I like it too for Kyler Murray. I think that you know that's the thing that they were missing was because um, when DeAndre Hopkins got got hurt, I felt like the Cardinals were really going downhill. So if you can, Zach Ertz, I know is older. But I think that if you add him into, you know, get him more acclimated into the offense, I think he'll be just fine and will do a great job for Kyler Murray. And, you know, hopefully maybe maybe the Cardinals end up winning the NFC West this year. Yeah. Um, yeah Devin McCourty's going back New England one year, nine million. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, yeah. nothing too fancy. major about that. Josh but Allen still is going to torch him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, here's here's a, a big signing for Dallas. Michael Gallup, five years, sixty-two million dollars. Way too much. I mean, I I think that's much. a steal of a contract. I think that is a steal of a contract per se. That this guy has been a proven one thousand yard receiver. He can only get better. He's being put into a spot where he is going to be the number two now, opposite side of CD Lamb. You're going to be placing Cedric Wilson as your receiver three now. Again, this isn't a contract that's going to burst the bubble for Dallas, but you're paying for a guy that has high upside. And he's a good deep threat too. Yeah, I'd Michael Gallup's a field stretcher. in the NFL. He's um, he's not a perennial receiver in this league, but you're not paying crazy amounts for him. You're just paying a little over ten million a year for him. So I like the deal for Dallas. Again, they got out of paying Cooper that amount of money. Now Cooper was obviously the number one there, mm-hmm. but again. You cleared up a bit of cap space. They trust C.D. Lamb, and obviously they trust Michael Gallup being that receiver too. All right, this is the biggest news. Um, Mitch? Tom Brady oh. unretiring. Oh. Just quick thoughts. Oh. I knew that I, son of a gun wasn't going to stay retired. Go ahead, Depot. Nobody, nobody thought. When I <laughs> saw this, I was like, just go away. <laughs> <laughs> just like, please. Oh, after two months of just with my family, I realized my place was on the field. Are you going to quote directly from Tom Brady? Are you quoting him? Something like that. He's probably probably something like that. It was after two months of just watching. He never even watched. I mean, maybe he was at the Super Bowl. I don't know. Okay, this is what he said. These past two months, I've realized my place is on the field, not in the stands. What did did you realize how fast Ryan Jensen signed a, a contract? Unfinished to be? Right. business. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. What I unfinished business yeah. do you have? Another Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Alex Capel also left them you too had to go to the Bengals. Seven. And Allie Marpet retired too. Yeah, right. You Hold on. S- can I? You have seven Super Bowls. I'm sorry. I'm kind of getting angry about. Oh, them. I can tell. <laughs> you You're have, good. You have go seven off, Super Bowls. Unfinished business. I, I mean, he went, there he is no 10? unfinished business. Maybe if you lost, maybe it's because it, I, if he won the Super Bowl this year, he would not have left. He wouldn't. Well, he would just stay retired. That's what would have happened. Um, not that he. That's the only reason why he lost, and because they took like the. I, 
what did they tie the game up in the final minutes of the game? Right. Yeah, they and then tied Matt Stafford the game up, went down and, hit and then Cooper Matt Cup Stafford mm-hmm. hit Cooper Cup and kicked a game-winning field goal. That's what happened. And I'm just like, I just I just want him to go away. You've literally ruined my entire childhood <laughs> with the will. Patriots being will. in this many Super Bowls. I'm sick of it. Yeah. All right, Mike. <laughs> What's I've been going breaking on over things. There? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> wrapping up the Tom Brady discussion. Wait, really wait hold on. Can I just say yeah, something yeah, yeah. real quick? All right. So Harrington, <laughs> before we did the show today, we were standing in Studio A, just BSing, you know, and you were pitching to me with the top three idea, and you were like, top three Evan D. Pasquale moments. That's now number one. <laughs> but uh, I knew he wasn't going to stay retired. I mean, he's just too good still. I mean, yeah. he's still one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And I look, I know there was supposedly that reported tension between him and Bruce Arians. I guess, you know, just two months of preparing his kids' school lunches and fighting with Giselle made him think, huh, I guess, uh, I guess Bruce maybe Bruce bad. Arians I, isn't so bad I, after I, all. I, I saw this tweet, and I thought that this was absolutely hilarious. Hilarious. So hold on one second. I want to pull that up. It was really funny. Um, so this past week, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, God. Patrick Mahomes just got married. Mm-hmm. So if Brady can't stay home with Giselle at the age of 45, Patrick Mahomes is going to play till he's 65. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Any quick thoughts on it, Dan? On Brittany Mahomes? Or no, no, just no, oh, no. We can go on all day about that. <laughs> what? I just think it's funny. I, I, I don't think Brittany Mahomes is a good person. I no, mean, I was no, about Tom Brady. Brady. We can oh, go Tom on all Brady? Day about oh my Mahomes. God, please. Um, Tom Brady ideals. You knew he was going to come back. Come on, like what? What are we talking about? He retired right after the Super Bowl, and he's coming back the first day before free agency. The thing I don't understand is like why why even do it? Like the whole thing just seems weird. I don't because know. he wants attention. Did I don't know hear? if he was like if it was some convoluted way he was trying to like force his way out of Tampa, but obviously Bruce Arians went out publicly and said it's gonna take five first round picks, so it's either you play for us or you're preparing your kids' did, school lunches from now to the end of time. <laughs> did so. you hear about the person that spent Five hundred thousand dollars on his Dude, last touchdown pass. Oh. Dude just lost four hundred and ninety k on that. Right, <laughs> that, more like four hundred ninety nine k. Hey, well, that was a great investment while I was looking at it. It was a great investment. It, it was a it great investment. It could have gone for well. it could have gone for millions. Honestly, like if we if we think about that, that that ball could have gone for millions if it was put up if at it all. Was actually, if it was if it like, I think if it like if if, if like Tom Brady wanted to like. Put up like say the the three what was it the five hundred ball the one that he scored to yeah. beat the Bills that was the oh the five hundredth yeah what, that, the, the, the one that the, the one, one that, that Evans gave no away. no that was the six hundredth career regular season touchdown pass oh, right okay and and he and I remember after that game like someone just came out of nowhere from this from like the sidelines and just grabbed it because they knew that that was the six hundredth or whatever but I I. I, I don't I mean he doesn't that guy who ever bought that it's not like he has like he definitely has money to be able to just spend a, a half I mean, a million dollars we don't know dollars. maybe he's just a diehard brady guy <laughs> he just wasted he all his life earnings. Take out a loan to get that retirement thing. fund gone. He put he put um all three of his vacation houses up for mortgage. I mean what what do we think like let me ask you like what would you say are the most like expensive like how should I put this? What would you say are the most valuable balls ever in football history? 
the uh, ring that was taken by Vladimir Putin uh, when Robert Kraft right. went to uh-huh. Russia and Putin just took it. That's got to be valuable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in it's some way. Putin probably made that way. a Thanos, like, like yeah, yeah, gauntlet like, or something yeah. with the Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's got to be valuable in some way that, I, you know. I would say the Immaculate Reception or... Ball is probably the most valuable football in the history of... I mean, there's also Mark McGuire's, what, 63rd home run. That's also, like, the most... It's, like, the most expensive home run ball. And, like... Um, um, Evan Harrington's football from losing to Stefan Diggs in Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> the Chiefs-Bills divisional game. Um, I just want to keep rolling through free agency here. Oh. Kirk uh, Cousins, one year, $35 yeah. million. Just an extension to keep him through 2023. Cool. Uh, I, I, traded okay. to the Chargers? Yeah, we, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think oh, that... Oh, you did? We did? Didn't we? No, that didn't happen yet. You mean when we did the late night episode Wednesday? That hadn't happened yet. I think oh, that yeah. happened Thursday. Hmm. All right. Well, well uh, I think it was just like... I think it's more of like a stalling type of thing. They're going to wait till a good quarterback comes in the draft and they're... I think they might sign him to another one year and then they'll have him be like the like the the bridge quarterback and he'll be um playing but he'll be playing in front of um whoever whatever rookie the Vikings decide to draft um in the upcoming years and um and just you know I I think it's more so just like a security blanket because they don't have uh there's nobody that's like like really big that's coming out of the draft out of the quarterback room. I mean, someone's going to move up to draft a quarterback, but if we're talking number 1 overall pick, it's going to be a defensive lineman. That's what's going to happen. Um I I'd say that the Kirk Cousins signing is more so if anything a security blanket for the Vikings so they can have someone for next year. Mhm. Yeah, and uh, to keep going on the free agency news, uh, Devontae Adams got franchise tagged. At yeah, and I said he's not going to play under the franchise tag, and they're far apart on an extension. So, mm-hmm. I, I I think that I think that if you're Devontae Adams, you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play. It, there's there's just no way around it. You you're. Are you going to tell me that he does not want to play with Aaron Rodgers? I highly doubt that. Um, I don't think that he wants a trade because I think he likes playing with Rodgers. But you know, what are you what are you gonna do? I mean, there, there's you got yeah. franchise tag. I think you should just play on the franchise tag and hopefully it's not that they don't want to extend you. I just don't think that they have the 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 cap accessibilities to extend you. Um, Packers pass rusher Preston Smith four years fifty two point five million. And then they had to cut Zadarius. Yeah, they and cut I just Z- got a notification they re-signed Devondre Campbell. So. Five years, fifty million. So they're really bringing back you know the core front seven of that defense, uh, really going all in. Um, the Falcons left tackle Jake Matthews, three years, fifty-two point five million. Good left tackle, um, yeah. probably around the range of probably a little a little better than Deion Dawkins. So you know, good left tackle, uh, going to protect Matt Ryan in his elderly aging retirement home years um, <laughs> right. as they're looking to get a new quarterback. This was one that was interesting to me. Emmanuel Ogba, four hey, years, $32 million guaranteed, $65 million in total salary. I mean, good for Emmanuel Ogba. Um, 
you know, uh, probably a little bit of an overpay, but Emmanuel Ogba is a very good, consistent pass rusher, and outside of Emmanuel Ogba and a rising Jalen Phillips, Miami doesn't have, I mean, Christian Wilkins, Miami doesn't have crazy pass rush, and you right. want to keep a guy around like Emmanuel Ogba with the likes of Josh Allen in your division. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph N- Noteboom, re-signing with the, with the Rams, what good about, for them. What about cool. uh, Mitch Trpitsky? That's right. The MVP, the, the GOAT. The MVP. I mean, uh, Diggs just retweeted the NFL post, so Money he likes this move. Star. And the Bills will face the Steelers again for, what, the fourth year in a row? Yeah, probably know. like the ninth, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't beat up on us too hard now, Money Mitch. I, yeah, I he knows our defense. <laughs> that's, that's literally what every like dad's going to say now. He knows our defense. He's going to beat us. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Do you think that... You think that that's going to actually happen? I mean, I'm glad. Go I'm happy down. for him. I th- I think that he I think that he came to Buffalo just to really learn under Brian Dable, and I honestly thought he was going to go to New York because mm-hmm. he was with Brian Dable. But right. I like it. I it, like it a lot. And that on it that also takes out Deshaun Watson to um, the Steelers, who I I think I said on uh, was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Right. Uh, I think I said uh, I would project. Deshaun Watson to the Steelers. And then obviously he got no criminal charges right. in but we don't know about the civil charges which he'll probably get charged with the civil stuff. He'll probably end up getting suspended 4 to 6 games. That's realistically the realistic yeah. option here. And and I think that I think that he'll probably get traded to uh, Well he's supposed I, to meet with like the Saints and yeah. the Panthers, isn't he within the next 48 hours? I will yeah. tell you if I'm Deshaun Watson I am going to New Orleans. Yeah, I agree with you. And this is another... Now that you have Tom Brady back in the division, you are... You could be... You'd be a close second uh, best quarterback in the division. But also, now you pose a challenge to Tom Brady in the division. What happened when there was a good quarterback in the division twice? Tom Brady left New England because he knew that Josh Allen was on his way. No, mm-hmm. I, I but would... but also when uh, I, I'm sorry, double D. I want, <laughs> um, uh, but also when he came, but when he his first season in uh, Tampa, they they didn't win the division because of because they had Drew Brees um, playing with, and I'm not going to say Drew Brees is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but he is a really good quarterback to where even an all-time great quarterback to where he can he can pose a threat and I think that's what Deshaun Watson can do is he can pose a threat to the Bucks. yeah and just you know gonna keep rolling through free agency here um just going over a couple smaller moves uh, James Conner got a three-year contract good for him uh coming off an 18 touchdown season right three years max value 25.5 million good mm-hmm. for him this is one that I'm interested about. Just quick discussion. Chase Edmonds coming to the AFC East on a two-year deal worth a little over $12 million total, six per six per year. Uh, He'll be an interesting player to watch, like dynamically in you know, just the way that you know Mike McDaniel's going to put him in his offense. could be very interesting for sure. 
No. I mean, he's a good player. He's not like an elite running back. Who knows? Maybe he blossoms into one. I wouldn't count on it because Miami's offensive line is not particularly good. But uh, and two is not one to really take the top off the defense. But he's you know a cool little player. I mean, I said to Harrington before the show opened, I have him in a dynasty football uh, fantasy football league. So if he could you know have a couple nice games for me, that would be cool. But I'm not. That's not someone as a Bills fan or I imagine the Bills coaching staff is going to lose sleep over game planning for. No. Yeah. I, I would like to mention my pass point on Mitch Trubisky. He did send a text out to one of the reporters saying it was between Pittsburgh and the Giants, but as a starting position, he chose the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thoughts on <laughs> Chase Edmonds, I am shocked they didn't go after Raheem Mozart, who is also a free agent, worked with uh, the Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniels. Uh, they chose the guy who they opposed two times a year, Chase Edmonds, who's a, a fast guy. I had him in fantasy. He was horrible. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, He's James Conner, thank you for taking away all the touchdowns. Uh, that's why he got such a big contract. Um, but... Edmonds is a fast guy. Uh, I think that's what most teams need nowadays, a fast guy. Um, I know the Bills need a fast guy. They've been trying to find that for the past two years, and TJ Yeldon or Matt Breida haven't found it yet. Um, So, I mean, it's a good signing in the sense that it's going to be him, Gaskin, and uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, who's (laughs) who's reviving his career. (laughs) Yeah, before we switch over to Bills' conversations, um, Will Disley... The Seahawks tight end just got a three-year contract worth $24 million, and you're like, who cares about that? It's just, you know, normal tight end getting his getting his money's worth. Uh, they just traded for uh, Noah Fant in the deal that sent Russell Wilson <laughs> over to Denver. Oh, so, Seattle re-signed him for that? Yeah. Seattle re-signed Seattle. Will Disley three years, $24 million. They like when you Disley. have a guy like, like Noah Fant, who, in my opinion, is just substantially better than Will Disley. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get it. Uh, again, I mean, you know, not an NFL GM, but... Who, who gets the Seahawks right now? Nobody. You trade away Russell Wilson. You don't have a QB. You're you're in the sweet stakes for Deshaun Watson, supposedly. There's no more Mitch out there because now he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, supposedly, they want to trade away Tyler Lockett. They're going they, on the big, heavy game, big run heavy game, too. And, and they got rid of, I think, one of their best players ever at linebacker yeah. uh Bobby Wagner which is just crazy that they're trying to rebuild and Jamal Adams must be crying in whatever room he is oh, yeah. saying why am I on another rebuilding team this is why I wanted to leave the Jets and the now he's on Seattle Harrington mentioned that uh um when we were talking about it the last time he's like the Jets have a are probably going to be better next year than the Seahawks <laughs> yeah no that's what I said like the Jets, honestly, are going to be a surprisingly good team. I'm with uh, you. Transition to the Bills talk. Yeah. The last yeah. Time. yeah, right. Yeah, we um, got we got ten minutes left. Um, Roger Stafford. So, yeah, so we'll start it off with the with the, the news that just broke yesterday: the re-signing of Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, two years, eight million dollars total, average of for four per year. Yeah, what do you guys fine quick thoughts on now, McKenzie coming now back? I would like to mention that Stefan Diggs, as a joke, asked. For 200K as a key influence on why McKenzie stayed. Right. (laughs) I I mean, that's just a great thing to have. That guy's just joking around, trying to keep people around. Uh, So I think McKenzie knows that he's a key player. Uh, He he is the fast guy on the Bills' offense. I mean, 
if, if you looked at that Patriot playoff game, they outran everybody. Everybody. There there was nobody that was able to catch up to Allen or McKenzie or, or even Diggs at times, except for J.C. Jackson, who I believe is going to move away from New England in the offseason. Uh, so this group... They're trying to build a fast group. If you look, they're getting rid of the old guys. I mean, Sanders may come back, but who knows if he's going to retire or not. Beasley asked for a trade. He's going to go or be released. And I feel like he'll most likely be cut, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to go for a faster-paced offense. Yeah. Uh, what we got next? Uh, the restructuring couple. contract. Well, here, hold on. I, oh. I, I want I, I to get my thoughts on Isaiah McKenzie. I personally like it. I think that... I think now if you're Isaiah McKenzie, you want a bigger role in this offense, not just to be a like a like a fifth option and just end up becoming a guy that's returning punts and kickoffs. I think that he'll be returning stuff less and will end up leading to you know, they'll lead to more more success in just the fact that he is I think that he will end up being really one of those guys that'll be the speed receiver that'll get yards after the catch um, type of player. And you saw it in New England. You know, he was, he was not a premier back. They shut down, they shut down Diggs and Gabe Davis didn't play. Beasley didn't play. And he came out and had 11 catches for 141 yards and what a touchdown, one touchdown. Right. Yeah. And so I think that um, I just think that it, makes sense and I think that he's gonna look for a bigger role on this offense, whether that's being the number four or the number three option. Yeah, you know, kinda of transitioning over to some other key um moves the Bills have made in just the past few hours. Mm-hmm. You know, the contract extension on Bill's starting center, Mitch Morse. Um, you know, he was about to set to play in the final year of his contract. Love it. And yes. the Bills it's extended him move. for a total of three years moving that up to $28 million mm-hmm. in total. And basically he's making $9 million this year, 10 the next, and 11 in his uh, 2024 season. Yeah. So I love this move. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it frees up $2.25 million in cap space. So mm-hmm. great move by Brandon Bean. And Mitch Morse said in his press conference that he would love to retire as a Buffalo Bill. So, you know, you got that all going for you. And what are you guys' thoughts on just retaining Mitch Morse? For a few more seasons, love to see it. I mean, I say I feel like I've said this with a lot of the guys that were brought in, you know, after Josh Allen's rookie season, but he played an instrumental role in his development. I mean, he's one of the better centers in the NFL, and he's just been a steady, you know, presence there in the middle of that offensive line. And you know, he's been available for the most part. I know he's got a concussion history, but he's you know played a lot for us, and he's been very solid in the time that he has been there. And I'm glad to see that we're keeping him around for the next two years, and hopefully we can uh, we can make his dream come true of retiring a Buffalo. Bill, because like I said, been an instrumental part of Josh Allen's development. I, I I love it. Love it, love it, love it. He was the only player on that entire offensive line that played every game. Right. Um, I don't want to say every snap of every game, but he played every game. Mm-hmm. He started and was great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, I mean, I don't know if they'll give him, put a captain letter on him, but he is... He's an absolute leader in the locker room, and he's the leader of that offensive line. Really, you solidified the second 
I don't know. Would you say that he's that center's the most important position on the line, or would you say left tackle is? Um, communicational, communication wise, uh, it's the most important on the line. But mm-hmm. when you're looking from a structural structure standpoint, uh, probably left tackle. Mm-hmm. But center and left tackle go hand in hand. Um, again, from a from a visual standpoint and communication standpoint, center for sure. They're the ones that communicating on the line. They're the one that has their head going up and down on the pre-snap and you know post-snap situations. They got you know the ball in their hand. They're taking the hand or the, the snap. Uh, but left tackle, obviously, protecting the quarterback's blind side for the most part, unless you're Tua Tungabailoa. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right then, tackle. Then but, the right tackle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then that uh, just great move overall. Uh, quick thoughts, Dan. <laughs> Double D. Uh, yeah, uh, Mitch Morse, I mean, he's a great center. I, I believe he should stay here. Uh, when people said he should be a cap cut, I think that was totally wrong. But I would like to lead into the the guy who's going to be next to him, Roger Stafford, the new Stafford. Uh, Bills supposed left guard. Um, he right is guard. one of the best run-blocking guards in the league. And I think this kind of puts a little bit to the rest of – the the Bills are only looking at the pass. It's only going to be pass. I think they're going to try to run it a little bit. And um, the the reason why he wanted to come here is because of Cromer. I mean, he worked with Cromer in L.A. for two years, and he went to a Super Bowl with Cromer within those two years. And uh, Stafford uh, – or oh, geez. Um, he started 92 out of 97 games. In the past couple of seasons, I mean, and those have been at left guard, I believe. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I like that move. I Mm -hmm. think that you know it it now solidifies, I believe, the left guard spot. Um, And then you probably have Ryan Bates at right guard or Butgard right guard. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the two, I don't really know exactly, but I, I thought that he, I thought this was a really good idea and i you know you know dan you knew better than i did uh that he is a run blocking guard and mm-hmm. i really think that that's really you know what how important guards are is because they're big for the run blocking because they're the, usually the ones that are pulling out and are you know, you know we talk about with uh like if you think about the the packer sweep or the lombardi sweep or whatever they're trying to get a seal here and a seal here the seals were done by the guards yeah, you know, going over to the Roger Saffold signing over from from Tennessee, obviously Aaron Cromer had a big part in this, um, whether people like that or not. like the, the Aaron Cromer probably was the main piece in getting uh, Roger Saffold over to Buffalo. Now, the most intriguing part to that is that Aaron Cromer loves running the zone running scheme, and he's taking one of the main pieces that he used to use in his zone running scheme in Roger Saffold, and he's going to bring him here into Buffalo. Now, don't be surprised if if Roger Saffold plays right guard. In his interview, in his press conference that he just had, he said, if they need me to play somewhere, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that versatility to play left guard or right guard. Now, because they felt really comfortable with Ryan Bates at left guard. I wouldn't be surprised if, if um Roger Saffold is playing right guard week one for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, that's just going to open up a lot for the run game. And, you know, another important factor to bringing in a guy like Roger Saffold, not just for the run in the zone running scheme that, you know, um, Aaron Cromer likes to run and, you know, Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen um, and Sean McDermott want to run. It's that the pass protection inside. We weren't getting any pass protection 
inside consistently last year, whether that was with Darren Williams or, or Cody Ford or Egg Boddicker or even Ryan Bates struggled a little bit at first at some times. But, you know, bringing in a veteran like Roger Saffold to just kind of plug and play for a year or two should really be beneficial for you because now don't look at the Bills trying to take an interior lineman early on in the draft. I mean, maybe day two or day th- a day two or day three pick, sure, but I wouldn't expect anything in the first two rounds from them at the offensive guard position. But, you know, maybe in the third or fourth round, get a guy who can sit behind uh, Saffold for a year and just learn a little bit. But I, I love this move. I really do. And I think it's going to be beneficial for the Bills, not just in the run game, but in the pass game as well. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with this is going to elevate the Bills running game by a lot. And I think that this is really, really something that, and you know, I don't think it's going to become a 50-50 pass run uh, idea. And it's not. It's probably going to be something along the lines of a maybe 75-25 or 80-20 type deal. But I think that he brings, and and it's only a one-year deal. So if he doesn't turn out good, you know, just not resign him. This is, I feel like, what they're trying to do with the, uh, when it comes to the Darrell Williams situation. When he got signed, um, it was a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. They wanted to see what could happen. And he turned out to look really good. And they they signed him to play right tackle, ended up playing right guard because um, Cody Ford wasn't playing good. And Spencer Brown just looked really great. And, you know, that I, I thought that, that that's a really smart move. Um, I don't know if we're going to see any of the splash moves by the Bills. Um, maybe in a trade I'd see with Fletcher Cox. Um, I, think, I think if Fletcher Cox comes in, you're probably not re-signing Harrison Phillips, or you're cutting um, Starla Tulele, and because um, I think you need to keep Harrison Phillips, but then you leave a big hole at defensive tackle if um, if Harrison Phillips doesn't resign, because you're most likely going to be cutting Starla Tulele, and that'll be probably a post June first cut, um, stuff like that. All right, it is uh, three fifty nine. We are going to do it here for the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY. I have been Evan DePasquale. Oh, I have been Evan Harrington. I've been T-Sizzle. I'm Double D. Dirty Ben. <laughs> All right, and we'll, we'll see you. We'll be here on Wednesday for a our, um, our we just got approved for our new uh, episode of the Blitz, um, which will be airing on Wednesdays from 1230 to uh, 2 o'clock. You're listening. Uh, thanks for listening to the Blitz. Uh, on 91.3 FM WBNY, which has been Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee.